This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, still no Dale or Mitch, just Nick Campton. Hello. That's all you need. It is all you need. But Camden's finest here. Ever needed. Uh, four seconds to mention Camden, a new personal best. A new best. personal best. Well done. Um, this may well be our last uh, last show before the Christmas break, so um, hope you guys enjoy it. Um, I was promised boom rookies through the entire summer, and boom rookies I shall have. Yeah. Oh, we'll be getting. Well, don't worry. Don't, there, there might be an episode next week. I genuinely don't know. <laughs> I've, we're just really playing fast and loose at the moment but uh, we're not going anywhere for an, any any sort of concerned uh, so considerable period of time don't You'll you worry about get that rid of them. you won't like a bad smell or no that's it just that's, bad smell that's it. that's a it's an that's an apt metaphor that. yeah exactly all right so uh we you and i sort of had a deep dive into a few questions and discussion points that people gave us uh, on the last ep- on the last episode, but um, obviously we got more suggestions than we did have time to talk about. So we thought figured we'd just do a second one, just a sort of standard sort of straight question time. It'll probably end up being just as long with us giving just as detailed answers to these questions as we did to the previous ones. But um, yeah, let's do that. So without any further ado, let us get into the questions. Are you serious? We're gonna have any questions. All right. Uh, first one comes from Rowan Edwards. Give me your grievances with the current state of Fox and Channel 9's NRL coverage. Well, I work for the same company that owns Fox, so I will not say anything about Fox. Fox are great, and I love them. Give me money. Um, Nine, what really, what I don't like about Nine is how stale a lot of the commentary is. I, it's been a while since they brought in any new blood that sort of changed the way games are commentated on in any real manner like Slater's on there now and I think he's quite good Thurston's on there I think he could get quite good but the rest of them are so set in their ways like Rabs has lost his fastball he probably lost it a long time ago yeah. and I still quite like him but it's like you know at some point he's got to get the, the tap on the shoulder Joey can be really good when Joey wants to be he's the best TV analyst in the sport if he wanted to he could be rugby league's Tony Romo but he doesn't always want to sometimes he just wants to go on about his weird grievances um, and it was, it was really apparent in the grand final. He just talks about origin all the time. Like, you know, there's great games happening right in front of you, dude. Just just stick to them. Sturlow's still really good, but I just, I, I feel like it's just, it's not all it could be. It's not all it could be. I, I, I felt like for a while they were maybe pulling a little bit ahead of Fox, but now I think they're kind of neck and neck again. Yeah, it's interesting. I thought, I mean, especially maybe three or four years ago when Fox really started having a proper crack at sort of, devoted coverage to every game, every round. Um, they were really, really good at the start. And, you know, Michael Ennis was really good at one point. And I think he's sort of regressed a fair bit and now falls into the same sort of tropes and um, and lazy cliches that a lot of the other analysts uh, fall into as well. I, I agree with you on the Channel 9 point, though. I think that I've always loved Sterlow's commentary. and um, But I definitely agree with you in the sense that, you know, it, it's been it's been several years since since we've seen Rabs get through a whole game without stuffing up a player's name or sort of forgetting what he's doing and stuff. And yeah, you're right in that sense. But you just sort of wonder about sort of who they're... Because I mean, obviously for a long time, Andrew Voss was the number two there and that's not the case now because... Well, the talk for years and years, like honestly for about five or six years, has been that when Rabs retires, they're going to go get Warren Smith. Yep. 
um, and he's going to be their their number one guy. And I actually think he'd be a really good choice because I think he's, yeah, that'd be great. I think he's a really good caller, and I think he's especially gotten. There was a while there where I thought he got too bogged down with referee stuff. Yep, agreed. Um, but he's past that now. He and is. He's just just really clean, really professional, really does his homework, knows his stuff, has a good voice, says cool things a lot of the time. Or alternatively, we could just get Dan Ganane to do it and scream goodbye all the time, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, we could do that. That's one way. That's one avenue to go down. Um, yeah, I think Warren Smith would be a great choice. I think you're right. And, I, I, and you mentioned the ref thing. I think even Vossi, to a point, has now started to get bogged down on refs a bit too much when he commentates. A little bit, as well. a little bit. But I think Vossi has carved out his niche as the people's caller. Hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that that probably suits him better than than being the number one. But I think he'd be a no, very good number one as well. He's still my favourite. Yeah. Uh, next question comes from Edwin Smith. Uh, Brett Hodgson or Clinton Shavovsky? Oh, Brett Hodgson. How's this even a question? Well, that's patently incorrect. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those ones where even if I thought it was Brett Hodgson, <laughs> you can't, yeah. I would say Clinton Tchaikovsky just out of respect. Yep. You know, I, I, I will argue, though, I don't know if Hodgson ever... I know he has the grade 05 season where he scores over 300 points, but I don't know if he ever had as good a season as Tchaikovsky did in 03, particularly. The Raiders of 03 were not a very star-studded bunch. But they led the comp. They had, I think, they had a near ten match winning streak. They led the competition until four rounds before the finals, and Shikoski was the best player on the team by a mile. When the Dalliems were cancelled um, a week before the last round of the season, Craig Gow was first, as you all would have heard, because there's there's been the campaign to get him his medal. Yeah. But second place, one point behind Craig Gower, were Brad Fittler and Clinton Shikoski. That's the sort of footy he was playing that mm. season. He had another really good year in 06 where he dragged, again, a not very good Raiders team all the way to the finals from seventh, I think. And he's one of those guys who just because he didn't play a heap, heap of rep footy and because he was on the Raiders when they were kind of in one of their uh, Fox Sports prisons, they weren't on free-to-air very much, he kind of gets overlooked. But he was ace. There's a ripper highlight reel on YouTube that's about... 12 or 15 minutes long, and it's just Clint Shikoski just up there being the man. But, so while I like and respect Brett Hodgson, I have to go with Chop. But Brett Hodgson was also sick in 2001. He was, he was, yeah. He was an integral part of a premiership winning team in 2005 and the best team in the comp in 2001. Brett Hodgson, in his State of Origin debut in Game 1, 2002, ran for 374 metres. That's too many. I think that's too many. 374 metres. He made six line breaks. But no one remembers because he just got, you know, Thrown halfway to Concord. Was that the same Corey game? Tallis. No, it was the I was same say, series. No, okay. It was the same series. That sucks, doesn't it? That has to be a record. I, I it, it might be. Uh, where's Mitch when we need him? It might be. The, it might be like better than the NRL record. I'm How have I off, never heard that before? Because people just don't talk about it, dude. I, I, I'm going off Fox Sports stats, the true stats, not the stupid official NRL stats that Mitch uses. But yeah, I was looking it up. Um, I was doing a story on Greatest Blues debutants before game one of the games this year. I remembered Hodgson. I thought, oh, yeah, I'll look it up. I'll see how many he had. 374. A lot. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it was boosted by a length of the field try he scored in the last, like, 10 minutes. But even though, Absolutely a lot. decadent. <laughs> All right. Uh, another question from Edwin. Uh, how early is too early to put up a Christmas tree? December 1st is the earliest acceptable date to put up a tree. Uh, December 1st is the only acceptable day to put up the tree. You Correct. put up the tree on December 1st. We call it tree day. It's the it's one of our favourite days the day of the year. Of trees. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you're putting it up later than that... Don't bother. Don't bother. Yeah. And if you're putting it up earlier than that, you've you've gone off early. I am not a huge Christmas guy. And because... Magic weekend is your Christmas. Magic weekend is my Christmas. Yeah. Well, grand final weekend is also my Christmas. I have two Christmases. Unless it's like Storm Roosters. Then you kind of just... 
Well, yeah, yeah. No, they, I'd even enjoy that. I'd find mm. a way to enjoy that. Um, I'm not, yeah, but so I have no Christmas stuff up at my house. So then I come to places like the Bunga Dome, which is Christmas central, and I look around and go, oh, yeah. Christmas, ain't that a thing? My wife made you gingerbread cookies. I know they're very they're delightful. Excellent, I'm I'm, I'm glad to hear it. But yeah, December first is is the day. Uh, another Christmas question comes from uh, Mario Siegs. Best and worst Christmas food and drink items. Well, we were discussing this just in between shows. Before. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think the best Christmas drink is when you have drunk all the beer in the house and you are stuck drinking the strange beers that you have no <laughs> idea how you got them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like when you're hoeing into. Crown lagers that someone got your dad as a going away present yeah. six years ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those ones, they mm. hit different. I think the best drink is the first beer you have on Christmas Day after all the presents and all, all that stuff when you get in the pool. That is a very, very good one. Mm. That is a very good one. But because, I think... Because Christmas Day is one of those days where you could have a cold beer on a hot Christmas morning. Like, yeah. No problems. Like 6 a.m., mm. you got to crack one. What of it? Go hard, brother. Yeah. Oh, we, we usually have... Me and Charlie usually have mimosas in the morning on yeah. Christmas Day, so that's Lovely. also good. Yeah. I, I think mimosas are, are pretty... Because we live in Australia and it's hot, like, I think they're a pretty good shout as a good... Uh, Underrated a, a one, Christmas certainly. beverage. Best best food. Yeah, this is where it gets difficult. I mean, obviously, back in my meat-eating days, you can't really go past ham. Yeah, I was going to say ham. Big Christmas ham guy. Yeah. Uh, never, but, like, but like quality ham? ham that you even when I ate meat, I never the saw bone. the fuss around turkey. Yeah, Turk's a bit a uh, bit overrated. I think I think it's like one of those Americano things. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah, you know how everyone raves about In and Out, but it's not actually that. Good. Yeah, exactly. Turkey's kind of the same. Um, also, Pavlova. Oh, Pavlova is the, the king of desserts. It is so good. The king of desserts. That's very little argument there. Also, um, well, I tell you what, what's what's mad is because you get the Christmas ham, but then you have the Christmas ham on sandwiches for like yep. a week afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, that a great shout. And also, obviously, gingerbread and um and obviously the goat is those. Uh, you get the the cylindrical metal tin of the chocolate wafer straws. That what an extremely specific pull. I'm I'm very about it. I am very about it. You can only have them at Christmas. It's illegal. Yeah, you can't get them any other time, yep. and the government takes them away. But like <laughs> like four different people will buy us those tins at Christmas, and we'll just eat them for a week, and it's great. Love it. All right, let's go with what's worst. Ooh, okay, uh, easy for me. Christmas pudding. Get it out of my face. Yeah, look, again, that's like one of those that's one of those ones that they made before they really knew what sugar was. You know what I'm saying? Before people had invented chocolate or lollies or any of that sort of shit. So the best they could do was dried fruit in, you know, disgusting. Fruit's cake. not a treat. Mate, look, you, you don't have to convince me. Yeah, right. get that shit out of my face. Worst Christmas drink. Um Yeah. Eggnog's kinda shit. You make eggnog every yeah, year. And every year I regret it. <laughs> um Well there is only thirty sweet noggy days. And exactly, exactly. But um yeah, it's not that good because I don't know. It, it, you, 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 they take you to mix it with bourbon, and then the bourbon just kind of doesn't really mix with it yeah. for me. And I, I just the stuff. It's probably more of a cold Christmas thing, but the stuff like mulled wine. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah, I like I like a like I like a bit of mulled wine, but only. But you're right though. It's more of a winter thing, so it's kind of hard to enjoy it in the Australian heat. Um, but yeah, I think I think mimosas, the first beer you have on Christmas Day. Even something like an Aperol spritz. That's that's the, that's the top. That's the top of the top, tier, top of the draw at that time of the year. Um, oh, does Zupadupas count as Christmas food? Does what? Sorry, Zupadupas. Mm, depending on context, yes. All right. Well, then they're up there too. Because hide out. Do love a Zupadupa. Um, all right. Well, that was a that was a good question. 
Thanks for that. All right, we've got uh, Joshua Gunton. Can Josh Papali withstand them fists from Nelson Solomona? And why isn't there a Carney versus Sandow 2? Well, Carney versus Sandow 2 won't happen. Because the they're saving Carney from embarrassment. Are scared of what could happen to their golden boy, Todd. All right, we agree on that. The pride of Sherbrooke gets his hands on him. Yeah. Two, but when two men get into, a, get into a ring and put hands on each other, yep. anything can happen. He would hit him like he hit Sean Kenny Dowell in round one, 2011. <laughs> and he would stand over him. With just as much contempt. Exactly. Anyway, but Papali, uh, yeah, Papali... Papali Nas. Well, the the talk with Papali has always been that he's pretty nice with his hands. His old man used to get him and his brothers to fight in the backyard when they were kids, like he was one of those sorts of guys. And he's really light on his feet, and I don't think it's possible to hurt him, you know? But if there is someone that can hurt him, it's it's big Nas. This is very much unstoppable force meets immovable object. Hmm. I'm back in Papali because I wonder he's why. my father. <laughs> but um, yeah, but I would actually, I'd actually love to see that fight. There's that that graphic going around about the proposed is that uh, real fight card. I think it's real. Oh, um, and I am in for every single one of the fights. I wouldn't pay to watch it, but I'd watch it for free. I um, would go down to the pub and drink. A yeah, Apple okay, I, I can get on board with that. As befitting the occasion, we can only drink Woodstock. It's yeah, thrill. and then maybe fight someone out the front. Yeah, of course. Um, on just before we get back to the the uh, listeners' questions, um. What are you going to do if Mark Hunt loses? I'll be so upset. Yeah. I'll be so upset. And not because I especially dislike Paul Gallen or anything like that. I'll be upset because I don't want to live in a world where Mark Hunt, one of my favorite fighters of all time, one of the guys that I really went away from the UFC for a couple of years, and Hunto, Hunto's rise in 2013-14 was really what brought me back into it and made me a really big fan again. And if so, and he's just been in so many great fights and so many great knockouts and so many great moments. If he loses to Paul Gallen who has built a 9-0 record on beating taxi drivers and other footy players, if he has a win over the 2001 K1 Grand, World Grand Prix champion, I'll be very, very upset. It just, it's, just one, it's, just, it's just one of those things. Hunto's gone on way too long. He's 46, for Christ's sake, but it'll, yeah, it'll, it'll, I'll, be, I'll be deeply upset. Yeah. Uh, Rowan Edwards says, worst Christmas-related hangover. I don't get hangovers, so I can't answer this. Dude, I've got plenty. The, 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 most, the, the worst one, and everyone will know this, is when you go back home, right, staying with the family, you go out the night before in town with your, with your friends from home, and then you're just hungover as shit on Christmas morning. That's a tough one to come back from, yeah. especially if it's like really hot and humid. That's, that's a tough beat. I, I mean, it's not technically a hangover, but like the worst Boxing Day I ever had was two or three years ago when I had to go Vox pop people at the Boxing Day sales outside Meyer at six in the morning on Boxing Day. That is a fate worse than death. It was awful, awful. Um, but stay hey. away from general news, kids. Yeah, it's not, I was actually in business at the time. Good lord. Yeah, heady days, heady days. Bitcoins, things of that nature. <laughs> um, Frankie, question for Campo: Which boom rookie, all caps, have you got your eye on for twenty twenty one? Um, I haven't really run my eye over all the rosters yet. And a this lot guy of... called um, Suwali, I've heard, is Never pretty heard handy. Yeah, f- yeah, who? Um, I haven't really run my eye over all the rosters yet, and a lot of clubs are still formalizing their train and trial deals and stuff like that, and people will come up from that. But one guy I think everyone should keep an eye on is a fella. He was at the Roosters. He just signed with Manly Christian Tuipolotu. Um, he was very, very highly coveted by a lot of different clubs when he came over from playing rugby in New Zealand. Ended up at the Roosters. The Roosters have only let him go because they're sort of out of. They don't have a spot for him. He's first grade ready, and they don't. And they already have a pretty good. They already have a cheaper first drop in Matic Kavalu, and then Suwali's on the scene as well. So there just wasn't room for him in the squad. But Manly picked him up. 
I think he's the sort of guy, I think he's better than George Tafua already. I think he can do the job George Tafua does, but much, much better. I think he's he's fast, he's powerful, he's got good, he gives him really great yardage out of their own end. He's someone who, if he gets a run from round one, I could see being being a rookie of the year contender. Yep. Uh, M says, an extra team gets added in 2021. She actually wrote 2921, but I assume she wow. meant 2021. <laughs> That's a long way to look into the future. It is. Uh, where is the team based? More importantly, what is their name, mascot, and colours? Well, I, 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 the next expansion team will be a second Brisbane team. Yeah, but it's what you want. What I want is just Perth Reds. Yeah, that, was, Reds. that was my answer or the, too. Or call them the Western Reds or whatever. Just get a team in the West. Give them the old jerseys. Give them the old logo. Just like bring everything back. Put cash converters on the front. Put cash converters on the front. Just get them over there because the thing is, if you if they go with the West Coast Pirates or whatever, no, which is what they've gone with, that I, sounds like a that sounds like a team in that like rugby union competition that wasn't quite Super Rugby but was above club yeah, rugby. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's clearly a name that's been cooked up by a, a marketing team or something like yeah. that. Western Reds sounds like an old name. Yeah. Why does it have to be zany? <laughs> exactly, but Western Reds sounds like an old name. But it gives you a little bit of inbuilt cachet, and if you just give them the old jerseys and the old logo and all that, there's a li- there's the built-in nostalgia. Like people are already familiar with that brand. You're not starting anew. Like that was a problem with the Titans. I think the Titans were com- starting completely new with the gold the Gold Coast Titans. You know what I'm saying? With an unmemorable jersey, bad colours that didn't really suit them and all that. And it's taken them a long time to dig their way out of that hole. So I'm just bringing them back to Perth. I'm going to follow up that with a... And have, and have Mark Guy play for him again. Feeder club, Glebe. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Why hasn't this already happened? I don't know. We just solved rugby league again. Unbelievable. It's getting exhausting. Just... What team would you have? Oh, that was, that was 100% my answer. Okay, like, well... I don't see how it could be anyone else. I mean... Uh, yeah. Uh, like... It's not obviously not Adelaide. I mean, Brisbane makes sense logistically, but it's not fun. It's not fun. It's not fun. It's if, if, like, it, if it were, yeah, I'd go Perth first, then second Brisbane, and then if you wanted to get really yeah, abstract, yeah. you'd be like the Tasmania, like some bullshit oh, team dude, down there. Well, you but could like, be like the NBL, the Tasmanian the Termites. No, they got the, they got the Tasmania. The oh, what, what are they? Jack the, jumpers. The Jack jumpers. Isn't yeah. it, is it an ant? Yeah, I reckon. That, yeah. I reckon that rules. It does because it's so stupid that it. Yeah. All, it's like the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. Yeah, and exactly. The- <laughs> or the Nippon Ham Fighters. That uh, the Panasonic Wild Knights. Yeah, bro. It goes hard. Yeah. Did you know that I, th- I think the ham-, the ham Fighter is the name of the... Mass- like, the like I don't think it's Nippon Ham. I think it's Nippon and then Ham Fighters. Well, Nippon is the Japanese word for Japan. Yeah. So, there you go. Something to think about. Something, something for, for all you at home to chew on. Yeah. Uh, M's next question, and I should... Yeah, no, I was right. So they're the Hokkaido is the is the place they're from, and then they're the Nippon Ham Fighters. Hokkaido Ham Fighters goes. Hard. So it's the Hokkaido Nippo Ham Fighters. Why are they the Hokkaido Ham Fighters? I don't know. That's hard. Bro. I agree with you, but um, yeah. Anyway, M's next question, and she also put in brackets. Raiders had thirteen on the field, still couldn't stop four tries in twenty-two minutes. Please discuss Melbourne thirty, Canberra ten. XOXO. Um, Melbourne were much better than Canberra this year, and. On the night, the better team beat the team that wasn't as good. Were you just happy to be there that late in the season? A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Like, we sort of said it all the time, but the beating the Roosters the week before was kind of the... That was the that was the their grand final. It's good to have realistic goals when you're a small club. Well, no, I was happy to be there because when Hodgson got injured, I had no, I did. You were in a bad place. I was in night. a really bad place. I made an absolute dick of myself because I, I enjoyed was so it. Upset. Ah, oh, you were fine. Who hasn't thrown their phone twelve times across the same? Well, normally pod? I only throw it like four times. Yeah, there's a lot of th- 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 times. Um, but I was I was happy to be there in the sense that I never thought we'd get that far. Having said that, 
I do think they gave a, that Canberra gave a really, really poor account of themselves that opening 20 minutes. And probably going into that game, I, in my heart of hearts, I probably didn't think they were going to win because no. Melbourne are a very good side. They're really, really good at Suncorp Stadium. They had a real point to prove after Almost too good. To them. Yeah, outlaw them, I say. Hmm. Um, so I probably in my heart of hearts thought that Storm were always going to win, but I didn't. I, I thought the way Canberra laid down was really disappointing. And there were a lot of Raiders fans that said, oh, it's okay, we still had a great team. It's like, yeah, we did, but we can still be pissed off with how it ended. Exactly. You know, there's no shame in losing to a good side. There is a bit of shame in like the try Vunavalu scored. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where he fakes the kick and like it was like it's it's like when you're playing with your little cousins on Christmas yeah, Day or something. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I'm glad that Cameron managed to turn around and stop it getting from getting completely embarrassing. Yeah. But I felt it was a pretty fair reflection of the difference between the two teams. And I thought Canberra did really well to get as far as they did. Mm. All right. We've got Paul Mac 78. Uh, Justice Hooney, future world champion. Uh, see, I'm not entirely sure. I've only seen him fight a couple of times and he hasn't really fought anyone that is that flash yet. I'd love for Australia to have a real proper heavyweight again because Lucas Brown sort of, that all ended pretty, pretty poorly. But I would love it if Australia could get a really good heavyweight because if they could tee up a uh, fight with Joe Parker, that would be off the chain. But is he better than Willis Mead? I'm going to say he's better than Willis Mead because Willis Mead hasn't fought in like two years. Still though. Even so. Yeah. So I'm hoping that he's pretty good so we can have the big fight with Joe Parker. And it'd be great if, if, if we could have somebody who's on that scene with Wilder and Joshua and Fury and all those big units. But um, I couldn't really tell you. I don't think I've seen enough of him. Mm, fair enough. And uh, Ryan Watson says, uh, early predictions for 2021 Wooden Spoon. I'm really bad with this because when I look at squads over the off-season, I always talk myself into them being much better than they are. So I end up having like 14 teams I think can make the top eight. Which is usually true though. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. It's like tough. before think... this year started, were you drawing a line through anyone but the Titans and the Bulldogs? Probably not. Uh, not really. Oh, maybe the Warriors. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't, know. I, don't want it. I don't want it to be this way, but I could see the Warriors getting it. I mean... Like got, like one year one year away and 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 you can sell it as oh you know it's the, it can be the great experience of our lives and we got to do our families proud and do our club proud and all that 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 works for a year a second year that's much much tougher to pull off. Also, the coaching change. Oh yeah, I don't I don't love the coaching change, but I, I like Fanua Blake's really good. He I is. think Murdoch Masilla will be really good. Like those two. But plus my boy Toby Bailey Sirinan is a really good is like a really good middle. Yeah, I'd probably lean the Warriors, but I I don't want it to be that way. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got to, because I don't think it'll be the Cowboys, but like... Well, surely Tamalolo's good enough to drag the Cowboys. I don't know, man. They had Thurston for a while and they came close to coming last every year for like five years there. Yeah, I guess, but I think Peyton will be really good. That's the thing. If they hadn't signed, if they hadn't got Todd Peyton, I might have picked the Cowboys, but... Um, yeah, I think he, he's probably got enough about him and he showed that with the Warriors this year that they'll, they should be right. Um... Uh, the Dragons won't be that bad. Anthony Griffin, like for all his faults, his teams have never been like worse than like mediocre. You know what I mean? Like they'll be, they won't be fun to watch. They'll probably end up twelfth or thirteenth or something yeah, like that. Though. I, I'd probably throw the Dragons in the mix. Uh, the Bulldogs, are we we putting them down there still? Like I know they've made some good signings, but I mean, yeah, the, I, I I don't think I don't think they'll contend for the finals or anything no, like that. So but, pro- probably the, the maybe oh, mate the Warriors on talent alone are probably a little bit ahead of Canterbury and the Dragons. But I'll, I, I'll push. I'll go dragons. Yeah, I, I would probably say the warriors, but you know, we'll see what happens. Um, good question, though. I mean, never too early to. You start. say that after nearly every question. Well, like it's just, 
I just like to let them know they do a good job. When when Mitch reads the questions, he just calls them all idiots. Yeah, well, that is his thing. He does have contempt for our listeners. And, but if I don't respect them, how can how can they respect themselves? <laughs> That's what you got to think about. Uh, Dave, uh, Mesut Ozil, should I book flights to Brisbane for Magic Round? Yes, please. To if which you, you replied with booked... disgusted that you haven't already. Yeah, if you haven't booked flights to Magic Round, you are no friend of mine. We've booked two houses 100 metres apart and it's going to be the best weekend ever. Yeah, I might not survive it. It'll be great. I mean, I mean, what the samurai call a beautiful death. Yeah, I mean, what better way to go than me drowning you in a bowl of fireball at Footy Church? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's how I've always wanted to go. Yeah, we've we've yeah, I, I'm just I, we've rent we've got we've Airbnb a church fifty meters from Suncorp Stadium. We're calling it Footy Church because it's yeah. a church. Yep. But for footy, if you want to come get baptized, um, just come on the weekend. We'll probably do some content from up there as well, so it'll be fun. We'll obviously have a lot more details on that when we get closer to the date, but. Really, really looking forward to it, especially given that I didn't go in 2019 and then, of course, we were all set to go 2020 and it got canned. If you can get to Magic Weekend, do. It is an absolutely fabulous time. It's a celebration of yeah. rugby league and the things that make it great and I am so, so stoked they kept it because it looked like the, they weren't going the, to for a while. The fact that we've got a place 100 metres walk from Sunscore and you can get pass-ins and pass-outs the whole time is just gigantic as well. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be good. It's going to be really, really damn good. Um, so yes, Dave, you should absolutely come uh, to, to. You're all, you're all invited. Of course you are. You're, you're all, all you're all welcome. It's a, br- it's a broad church, as some some other people would say. Um, from Paul Mac again is Will Smith slash Fresh Prince underrated, rated, or overrated as an all time rapper? This is one of Mitch's great causes. He is a big believer in Will Smith and Will Smith's work. He's tried to convert me a couple of times. I think the thing is, Will Smith. The, a lot of the rap from Will Smith's day, and a lot of the, a lot of the, the the style of rap that Will Smith does has not aged well. But you listen to Will Smith's stuff, and you're like, oh, this is pretty. This is pretty solid sort of rhyme work and all that. But I feel like if you brought that out today, he would get laughed at. And I think if I, I don't know if he has the versatility. To, to have ever changed from that. So, like, say he didn't get into acting, say he just stayed a rapper. I think he'd be, like, one of those rappers that has two or three good albums in the late 80s but keeps putting out albums for 20 years but no one cares about him. Mm. But you contrast him... What to, is Coolio up to now? Yeah, but you contrast him to people like Cold Crush or Curtis Blow or the Sugar Hill Gang or, like, those other early rappers, and a lot of their stuff is just so lame it's unlistenable. And Will Smith's is not. So I would probably say he's slightly underrated, but not as underrated as Mitch claims. Because Mitch, Mitch, I think he's in Mitch's top five. Mitch fucking loves him. Jeez, well, we might have to put a pin in that for next time Mitch is here. Um, from Scott Bailey. Uh, is Menangle part of Wallandilly or Camden? Yeah, this is a long-standing dispute that I have with, what is with, this? with, Scott, with Scott Bailey. So... This is oh God. This is not a fun question for anyone to answer. Ooh, listen the to, but ge- I will anyway. The, the, the geography of the geography like of South- semi-rural South Southern Sydney. Yeah, I know it's really something. So, um, James Tedesco, Camden's finest export, played his junior football for Camden. What about racism? Right, I said finest export, not most prolific. Ah, yeah. Um, grew up in grew up on a property in Menangle and played footy for Camden growing up. And I say he's from. I say that means he's from Camden. Scotty says he doesn't because he reckons Menangle's part of Wall- the Wallandilly Shire, not Camden. It's a really stupid argument that we have. I'm really sorry he brought it up. Please stick to the fifty point stat, Scotty. That's what you're good at. Uh, I thought Scott, but uh, uh, isn't Scotty a ride or die for the McIntyre system? 
Yeah, he is. That see, this is what drives us apart, and then the McIntyre system brings us back together. I would. I was still laughing like about that idea that um, you wanted to have that tournament with the teams that weren't in the finals. I, and saw I was just someone, like, saw only some- you and Scott Bailey would enjoy this. I saw someone pitch that <laughs> legit. I can't remember who it was, but it was a few weeks ago. I thought it was a piss take. No, no, but someone brought it up. I think it was on a radio show or something. It's like, oh, you know, they should play a... They should have a plate and a bowl bowl for the the NRL. (laughs) You know what? Everyone would hate it except for me. Yeah, and Scott. And Scotty. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. Just you two. Just loving it. Just high-fiving each other as the Tigers beat the Titans to win the bowl. Yeah, just two MacArthur Kings kicking back. (laughs) I didn't know he was from that part of the world as well. There you go. Campbelltown, bro. Uh, Benny DTD, if SBW ran at Andrew Simons, how long would it take to report a dead body Among Us style? Good. Because Andrew Simons would die. I'm sick of Roy dining out on one pissed up shoulder charge. It was cool, though. It was cool, but like, come on, mate. Do something else. Give me, give me, give me the sequel. Here's a cool Andrew Simons story. So he thought he was going to miss out on the 2003 World Cup squad. And as, so it was sort of the, the 02, 03 summer. And he thought he was going to miss out, and he was re- really had the shits with cricket and all that. And he went and did half a preseason with the Broncos. And I, I don't know, because there was always talk that he was a really good footy player growing up and all that. But they reckon he did okay. They reckon he did all right. But then someone got injured. I can't remember who. And he got called into the World Cup squad a bit a, a bit late and had a really good tournament. They won the tournament, and it sort of made the, the rest of his career. But that would have been awesome to see like a cross-code switch from cricket to footy. Give me a little bit of that. Yeah, because a few AFL types have done that, but I don't. It's not really been done well, in rugby league. I said cross sport switches. Sorry, not from not from. Well, I mean, AFL was literally invented down. to be a, something for the cricketers to do in the in the summer in the winter. Sorry, I'm sorry. upset that you even brought it up. I apologise. Um, <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Tyhr Blue. Uh, which Leilua brother is your favourite, Joey Luch or Eden? Well, I can't believe he forgot about uh, David Nofaluma and James Roberts, ah. who have recently been inducted into the family as well. Well, that's nice. I'm excited for that. That's going to be cool. I hope James Roberts gets it back together. I do too. Joey's cool my favourite. Joey's my favourite always. He's also the most entertaining. I think. don't know. Uh, Eddie PJ asks, question for Campo. Oh, what? I can't answer this question? What's no, your Raiders? not allowed. Ba- it was a joke because the question is, what's your Raiders back five for next year? Uh, well, I think the, the for the first... You can compare round, the Raiders back five to the Rabbitohs back five if well, you like. Well, I think the Rabbitohs back five be, is a little bit better. It's going to be the best back five in the comp because it's going to be Corey Allen, Alex well, Johnston, on the wing, on the wing, though? Oh, Dane no, Gagai, the Thick Kings playing fullback, Latrell Mitchell and Josh Adokar. The, the Thick Kings playing fullback. And Adokar, if he is coming, which he probably will be, won't be till 2022. Just let me have Come this. On. I let you have everything. Yeah. Come on, yeah. uh, the Raiders back five. Chance will be f- for this is for, for round one. Okay. Chance will be fullback. Um, one winger is Rapana. The other winger is either Valame or Simonson. I'm probably. I think they're going to go Simonson, and then Scott and Croker will be the centers. But I think by the end of the season, somebody I don't know who it might be. Matt Tomoko. It might be Harley Smith Shields. It might be Semi Valame. It might even be Albert Hopewadi. I think one of those guys will get into first grade and play a fair bit of it. Is that at Scott's expense or? Um, Simonson or uh, Simonson's expense, I'm not quite sure. Croker's expense? No, he's not. He's not moving. Um, and I, I think it's one of those things. Canberra's backline options are short on experience, but I think they're high on potential and high on talent. I particularly like Tomoko. I, I think he's probably the most advanced of those three at this point. I'd really like to see him. It's get a fun a name to say, right Matthew Tomoko. It very much Tomoko. is. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Um, yeah. Uh, how are you feeling about the Raiders' prospects for next year? Good. Good, really good. I, I, 
I think as long like the the key for them is really getting some good footy out of Scott, which I think they'll get a, a more of a chance to um, if he stays fit because he obviously had a lot of stuff going on this year that uh, would have taken his mind off his football. As as long as he can sort of focus on his footy a little bit more because he is very talented. We saw how talented he was down at Melbourne. I think Williams and Whiten um, will only get better as they play more together. You could see towards the end of the season how well they were combining, particularly in that semi final against. Cronulla. They, I thought they played really well as individuals, but they played really well as a combination as well, which is something that only grows over time. The forward pack's still going to be awesome. Tarpane, I, I hope he can take the form that he showed over the second half of last year and turn that into an all-the-time thing. I think Corey Harawira Naira will be much better with, a, with an off-season. Hudson Young took a big step forward. Um, Hodgson's return might throw things a little bit out of balance just because... Williams and Whiten are more used to controlling the show, but hopefully, because they are a bit more used to it now, Hodgson will bring them into play a little bit more. Um, so I'm feeling good about it. I, do they have enough to, to go all the way and win the comp? They'd need a bit of a jump from the back five, but I think it's definitely possible. So yeah, I'm I'm quite excited. Yeah, well that sounds good. I mean, it's it's I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I don't I don't like it when you're pessimistic going into seasons as you have been at, at points in in our past, knowing each other. It's good to be positive and just. Hope for the best. Because yeah, if we don't have hope... Boys. Up the boys and up summer footy. If we don't have hope, what do we have, Nicholas? What do we have? That wasn't rhetorical. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, question from uh, Paul Mack again. Could this side win next year's Rugby League World Cup? It is the Samoan side, and I'll read it to you. Uh, Tuvasa Shek, Malmolo, Leilua, Crichton, To'o, Milford, Luai, Papali, Thomas Luai, Paulo, Luch... Sua, Fasumawali, Harris Tavita, Tapao, Haas, Mataudia. Sioni Mataudia, I should say. Yes, I think they could, but for me to feel confident about them beating any of the, the big three, I'd need they'd need a better hooker. They'd need a better hooker. Yeah. Because right? I, 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 I like Tom Lulawai, but he is as old as dirt. I was going to say, he's been around forever. Mate, he, he debuts as a 17-year-old in 2003, and he's played, in that time, I think he's played... 450-odd games? That's a lot of games. A lot of footy. A lot of footy. And he's still a serviceable Super League player. But they... Ne- especially given... like, Especially given the margins in these sorts of games would be very, very thin. They'd need a better dummy half. And I think the only other... the only Because I looked this up because Paul Mack submitted this a bit earlier. I looked up today. The only other... The only guy in the NRL who played hooker this year who's eligible for Samoa is Aaron Clark. Yeah. So there's not really a heap of options for him there, but that forward pack's awesome. Like Haas is on the bench. That's how good it is. You know, the back line's great. The halves are really good. I'd be maybe a little concerned about their kicking game if they were starting Milford and Luai together, but I'm sure they'd figure it out somewhere. Yeah, famously Milford has thrived the last couple of years without a kicking half with him. Yeah, so I I, I don't think that team will ever happen because I don't think two of Arsashek wants to play for Samoa. Yeah. Um, but if that team did happen, it would be really cool. And mm. I would like it. Um, another question from Edwin Smith. Three-point competition for a million dollars. Who wins? Out of us? I can't shoot threes. Thank you. Just wanted to hear you say it. Um, you, dude, every time we've played basketball, though, I've won. Yeah, cause, you, because the game is not all about threes. It's about backing me down until you're one foot under the hoop. Find an answer. I, find an answer. The answer is fouling you. Well, find repeatedly. a And then asking if we can play horse. And then I, and then I win. Um <laughs> Uh, is love actually actually good? Love actually is corny, but that's part of its appeal. I like it. I also like it. We watch it every tree day. Um, 
And it's good. Um, I will say, though, uh, dude from Walking Dead, that guy. Yeah, that guy's a creep. He's the biggest creep in the history of cinema. That guy's a creep. Like, including all the movies about like actual pedophiles and rapists. And stuff. That guy's a bigger I creep. I don't know about that, but he is a creepy, creepy dude. Like, if you're in love with your best mate's miso and they're married... That's just, not how you, I don't think that's how you play it. <laughs> just suppress those feelings, dog. Just Deep push down inside. Down. Yeah, bro. Ridiculous. Yeah, hard out. Get him out of here. Um... And like I, I like part of the reason that she probably tried to let him down so easy is she was like, if I don't, this guy might kill me. Good point. Actually, I think she was she was afraid for her life, and she should have been because that dude's a fucking. That weird. guy would have ended up on the nice guys subreddit if love actually was made five years later. I don't know what that is, but that's it's basically horrible. laughing at dudes who are like, I'm a nice guy. Why don't chicks love me? Blah blah that's blah. But horrible. Yeah. Um. But like the movie's also got some genuinely heartfelt storylines as well. The the like. Alan Rickman, Emma Thompson storyline is is in which oh, she takes that is, the that is gut wrenching. Yeah, that? it's it's awful. That is gut wrenching. Like it's, I mean, it's good, so good, but it's it's yeah. awful. That's like something from another movie. Yeah, that's legit. that's that's like from like a, how that's is from like a critically how is that in the same movie as the guy who was like the fuck up older brother on My Family just goes to America and just meets like Shannon Elizabeth and um. <laughs> Who else is it? January Jones January and um, Jones and is it Elisha Richards. Cuthbert as oh, well? Uh, Denise and Denise Richards is in it at the yeah, end. She's, yeah. She, yeah, but like it's 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 got a good mix of that that serious stuff with Rickman and um, old what's her face? Yep. And Neeson and the the little kid from the Queen's Gambit. Yep. And the and then the Queen's- hang on, his name is Jojen Reed, and he's from Game of Thrones. Dog, I'm big on the Queen's Gambit. I'm a chess guy now. It's crazy. You are not a bigger Queen's Gambit guy than you are. Hang on. He's Jojen from Game of Thrones. Sure, whatever. At a pinch, he's the nerd kid from The Maze Runner. Whatever. That's it. Whatever. It's great. It's great. All right. And then you've got the stupid, corny stuff, which is stupid and implausible, but also kind of nice, like Colin Firth. And the weird and um, the Portuguese Tim mate. from the office and Stacy from Gavin and Stacy, who are the porn actresses. That, see, I it's never liked that storyline that much because it gets run into the ground. Like yeah. it's it's just the same joke for. It was times a bit. It. It, did, it did go on a bit too long. Yeah. But um, yeah. What is your favorite Christmas movie then? Going on that tangent. Uh, Die Hard. Yeah, uh, it's in my top five, mm. so that's uh, probably fair. I'd have to go. Obviously, It's a Wonderful Life is the best Christmas movie by a substantial distance. Good and movie. People who are listening to this haven't seen it, um, please do. I think it's on Stan, actually, so it's very easy to find. Um, it's from, like, the 1940s, but it's incredibly good. And it somehow holds up and isn't racist. Good for it. Isn't that weird? Good, that good a movie for from that, life. from that time period cannot be problematic. Unbelievable. No hard Very ends, upset. no nothings. Um, also, Die Hard's obviously up there as well. Um, Home Alone... You're much bigger on the Xmas movies than the normal. Yeah, but you're a bigger movie guy than I am. Well, yeah, but you know. So it cancels out. So Christmas movies is the middle ground where we should have equal footing. Yeah, checkmate. (laughs) Take that for a a Queen's Gambit. Told you I was a chess (laughs) guy. (laughs) Yeah. um, Did you read that about how... Seriously, Anya Taylor-Joy, call me, please. Did you read that about how like... Um, like whatever, like the main chess website that people go on to discuss chess theory or like play like online chess, like the surge in traffic has been like 500% and like sales of chess sets have shot through the Yeah, of course it has. I haven't actually bought a chess set, but I thought about it. Yeah. That's how good the show is. You want to really play right now? It. I've got a chess set in my cupboard. You'll probably kick the shit out of me, but Maybe. yeah, sure. No, I only play chess now in one of those giant boards in a public park because where, where I am... people where pe- uh, I only play chess where I have actual humans as the pieces. Oh, that's even better. Playing for their freedom. What if we got... 32 dogs and played chess with them. Is one of them Link? He's the king. Oh, jeez. I'd love to I'd love to checkmate Link, let me tell you. What if he won, though? He'd wow, just... then I would, I would die of shame. Yeah, that's true. You would. 
it's a risk we'd have to be willing to take. Um, that was all the questions, though. So, I think we've come to the end of another podcast and perhaps the uh, the uh, last pod before Christmas, maybe. I don't know yet. We'll it see. It was what... the pod before Christmas. And, yeah, we should, uh, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll do something next week. I don't know. I'll have to talk to the boys. But, um, yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Is there uh, anything you'd like to promote at all? Just... Uh, no, just um, if you see my stories, read them. Um, if you see them online, please subscribe specifically through them. It's very good for me. Or if you don't want to do that, just give me money. Yeah, just send him money. Or donate to patreon.com forward slash and I'll make sure that he gets a pittance. No. <laughs> a whole pittance? Yes, you one whole me. pittance. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, once again, thanks a lot for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. And uh, if we don't do a pod next week, have a Merry Christmas. And we'll see you afterwards. Say goodbye, Campo. See you, guys. And it's goodbye from me.